Welcome back to the Trucker CFO Podcast. And thanks for connecting with us again for a Driving Your Dollars edition of the podcast. This time out on Driving Your Dollars, Colton Lawrence, the Trucker CFO, will discuss tax extension deadlines. And Colton will also offer perspectives and insights on the payment of existing tax liabilities. This will be especially valuable if you currently have a tax debt with the IRS. As always, Colton will be talking with Michael Burns, who is the co-founder and general manager of Radio Nemo of North America. Michael, who is the host of Driving Your Dollars, also serves as the chief financial officer for Radio Nemo. Before we take you to our conversation with Michael and Colton, we have a couple of important reminders to pass along. First of all, Driving Your Dollars is broadcast each Tuesday morning at 10.30 Eastern Time on the Dave Nemo Show and Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. Also, we'd like to remind you that the Dave Nemo Show can be heard on the same Sirius XM Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time each weekday morning. You can also hear the Dave Nemo Show on demand through the Sirius XM app. Now let's take you to our Driving Your Dollars edition of the Trucker CFO Podcast. Colton, I wanted to say good morning to you, and I hope your weekend was good. Well, thanks for having me. It was a decent weekend. We're going to talk some this morning about some things, things that people need to know about how the Internal Revenue Service works. And I'll tell you that it's funny because you can spend enough time with them, as I'm sure you do, Back two years ago, I had a really funny incident where I got called by an Internal Revenue Service agent, and I said, well, you know what? I said, you're the Internal Revenue Service. You don't call people. You don't make phone calls like this. I don't know that you're actually who you say you are and so forth. And she said, well, let me get a supervisor on with me, and maybe we can help you feel better about the fact that I am. And she put me on hold, and the instant I heard that on-hold music, I knew it was them. She came back. I said, you don't need to get anybody. I know it's you now. It's like, I've got that stuff memorized. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If anybody's ever tried to call the IRS out there, they know exactly what you're talking about. Unfortunately, they spend an hour or more sometimes just to be hung up on and have to call back and listen to it all again. Right. And they've been using the same one song for as long as I can remember. I hear it. I was going to say dreams, but more like nightmares, right? Yeah. Yeah. I listen to it all the time. Yeah. Yep. If you have a position in a company like you do or like I do and you spend enough time talking to them, you can actually sing it. You just kind of put yourself to sleep with it, yeah? This year, we've got a lot of things. We're at that time of the year already. It's September 19th. How did this happen? We really have to start getting our stuff together. Yeah, I think the older I get, the faster time goes. I think most people feel that way, but it definitely has flown by. We just had the extension deadline for folks with business returns who have filed a properly filed extension. That extension deadline was just here recently. And so we've got the personal extension deadline coming up for folks who have an extension, a properly filed extension on their personal returns coming up in October, uh, right around mid-October. So I thought it was a good time to just kind of revisit some of the topics and have a little bit of a conversation on how some of this stuff works. Well, I'm glad you did because there's some of the stuff that I was not aware of until I sat down to read today's notes. And when we're talking about, especially with the statute of limitations, the assessment of tax limitations, they're unusual. They're not that easy to understand. If you've got to deal with some of these, you have to understand there are deadlines. There are certain times they'll work with you. Then there comes a time when they won't anymore. 
Yeah, so there are statutes of limitations when it comes to taxes. That's important for people to know. Generally speaking, if you're on top of things, you're filing your taxes when you're supposed to, that statute is three years from the date you filed your return. By the way, I should clarify, this is with regards to the assessment of the tax. But there's three years from the date you filed your return. So in general, if you're filing your returns timely, it's going to be three years from that April 15th deadline is the amount of time they have to assess or give you, assign you a additional tax liability for that tax return. And then there are different statutes for the collection, but just a little bit more on the assessment of tax. You mentioned there's some differences on that. If you file a return and it is audited and it comes back and there is a 25% difference on the gross income, then that period is extended six years. It doubles from three years to six years. And then if you file a fraudulent return or you do not file at all, there is no statute, meaning they can come after you, go back as far as they want to. I've got war stories on folks that have disappeared for 10 and 15 years and not filed returns and have had to come back and get that stuff caught up. Yeah. And for the most part, they thought they disappeared. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I had one guy went up to Alaska. I think I've told the story before, but I went up to Alaska and went out on a fishing boat. The IRS was trying to track him down for years. And he was just like, you know what? I'm tired of this life. As good as that sounds to be out on a boat in Alaska fishing, maybe after 10 or 15 years of trying to hide from the IRS, it grew old on him. And he came back and finally decided to just get it all taken care of. Yeah. For the most part, we sometimes think of the Internal Revenue Service and some of the state tax bureaus and so forth as having some puritanical desire to punish people and make an example and so forth. But the truth is, for the most part, they just want their money. Yeah, that is their goal. The employees there, granted, you have employees that take a bit of a power trip from their position, but Mm -hmm. generally speaking, within the guidelines of the IRS and usually within the guidelines of the state's tax divisions, they are all about collecting the tax. They just want to get their money. They've got to run their government. That leads us to the collection statutes. Mm -hmm. So once a tax has been assessed, they have 10 years to collect that tax from you. This is a very key point because as we work through issues with folks, there have been times where that collection statute is coming due. Perhaps they have not heard from the IRS. And so rather than addressing the issue, we will actually just sit on it and just wait and see if the IRS is going to reach out. I've had a taxpayer that had an $82,000 tax liability fall off simply by waiting and not doing anything. Now, that's not generally what we recommend to do. <laughs> no. You don't hear me saying take that approach very often with yeah. the IRS, but it's important to know what those statutes are. It's what's called your CSED date, collection statute expiration date. You need to know what that date is because that can become a part of the plan we put together is to just wait, perhaps. Other times, we're going to obviously not take that approach. In fact, most of the time, we're not. Yeah. If I wait long enough, they'll forget about me is not the best plan of action for that, for sure. Yeah. Here's another one. When it comes to refunds, so a lot of folks, they think, well, I've got a refund. I don't really need to file. I'll get to it later. You have three years to get that return filed and collect on that refund. Otherwise, the money becomes the IRS. So they have 10 years to collect on you, but only three years to give your money back to you. Imagine that. Yeah, imagine that. (laughs) We need to take a break right here and come back on the other side. While we're doing that, maybe I need to get you off on the side and you can explain what that is to me because that's a term I really don't understand and I've never experienced from the Internal Revenue Service. So in the break, how about you fill me in on what a refund is, okay? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) We're going to be right back. This is Driving Your Dollars with my good friend Colton Lawrence. Michael Burns here. 
Colton Lawrence here, your trucker CFO. The IRS is back and they have hired thousands of new revenue officers charged with one job, to contact you about your unpaid taxes. If you owe the IRS money or have unfiled returns, it's not a matter of if they're going to contact you, but when. Start the resolution process today by calling 888-235-4772. That's 888-235-4772. Or visit us on the web at truckercfo.com. Let's go on and talk about probably one of the most misunderstood parts of doing business with the IRS, and that's installment agreements. We hear all kinds of things on the air. We hear all kinds of claims being made by people that there's a secret program to help taxpayers not have to pay what they had to pay before. They're going to wipe out 90% of it, and they're going to do this, and they're going to do that. Let's get down to the real honest-to-goodness brass tacks of the situation. First of all, for individual taxpayers who owe $10,000 or less. Yeah, what you're referencing is, you hear it all the time on radio and TV, Mm -hmm. is the Fresh Start program. Mm -hmm. We get people calling all the time, hey, I want to do that Fresh Start program with the IRS. It exists. And what people don't understand is the Fresh Start program involves many different aspects of resolving a tax liability, including installment agreements. So a lot of people think they can just call up the IRS and say, hey, I don't want to pay my tax. Put me on that Fresh Start program. I'm going to start over. It does not work that way. Just does not work that way. So most people, installment agreements are going to be the route that you end up going with a tax liability. And it's very important to understand because it is not something that you can plan on just doing every single year. It's just taking your tax liability and rolling it into an installment agreement and having right. a payment plan. So the types of installment agreements you have, you just mentioned $10,000 or less, that's a guaranteed installment agreement. If you owe 10000 or less and you don't have a lot of other issues going on, you can just get a guaranteed plan. You'll pay it back within three years. So you take that amount, more or less, divided by 36, and that's going to be roughly the amount that you're going to pay. Um, then there's what's called the streamlined installment agreement. This is for taxpayers who owe $50,000 or less. You're going to take that amount and you're going to have six years or 72 months to pay that. It's for the most part, pretty done deal. I won't say it's guaranteed, but for the most part, you're going to be able to get that. Where I see people not being able to get that streamlined is if they have had prior installment agreements that have defaulted, or if they have multiple years on an installment agreement and they think they're just going to roll another one into it, we run into issues that way. It's important to note that a federal tax lien may be filed with that streamlined installment agreement. What that means is they're going to place a lien on any assets that you have, which is going to prevent you from doing anything with those assets because the federal government is saying, hey, if you want to sell this house or Mm -hmm. sell this boat or car, whatever it is that you have, we want our piece of the pie from that first before you get any equity out of it. So that's important to know. You have partial payments, installment agreements. Say you owe $120,000, you might be able to justify a situation where you're only going to pay $60,000 of that and put the rest on a payment plan. And then you have non-streamlined. These are for debts over $50,000. It requires a much more detailed application process. You have to provide a lot of financial information on a form that goes to the IRS, and they're going to evaluate that and then decide if you're going to qualify for that or if they're going to take additional collection measures. So those are some of the installment agreements. One thing we've been seeing a lot here over the last little bit is folks are getting letters from the IRS letting them know that the IRS intends to terminate their installment agreements. And they're calling us up in a panic. Hey, I've been paying my installment agreement. What's going on? Why are they terminating my installment agreement? Mm -hmm. And what we're finding is what's happened is they've had a new liability that they did not pay that is sitting out there. And so the IRS is coming out and saying, hey, one of the factors of you being 
in compliance with your installment agreement is to not have any additional amounts come due that are not paid. So they'll terminate that. And when they do that, they'll issue a lien. And we are then filing for a collection due process hearing. We're meeting with the IRS and trying to get things kind of back into the good graces of the IRS. And all of that costs people more money, right? So do not take the approach that you're just going to eat every single year, roll a new amount into that installment agreement because it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. And honestly, for a lot of people, when we talk about these installment agreements and looking at what they look at to determine who gets them or participation in the Fresh Start program and so forth. These are pretty restrictive qualifications that for the most part, I remember looking through it and thinking to myself, well, thank goodness I'm not eligible for any of that because you got to be in pretty bad shape. One of the few things that I've seen that is not a huge punishment is you got a guy who's 74 years old and he's trying desperately to retire and he wants to do that and he owes taxes and so forth, but they realize that in the near future, he's not going to have that income he's been having. Sometimes you'll see that, but outside of that, most of the qualifications are pretty dismal. You have to be in bad shape. I think a lot of people have this misperception that you can just call up the IRS and you can negotiate. You can say, hey, how about I pay you 5000 instead of 80000 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe you get a good person on the phone. They're like, oh yeah, we'll take that today. No, it doesn't work that way. There's a very specific process that you go through. Offers and compromise is one of the ones you're, you're talking about. So that offer and compromise process, there are very detailed financial statements on IRS forms that we are going through and filling out. So it requires a lot of due diligence on our parts to find out the information from the clients. And sometimes we do have clients that will qualify for the offer and compromise. That situation happens much less often than somebody who's going to qualify for one of these installment agreements we talked about. And that's why we spent more time on the installment agreement. Again, all of this is part of what the IRS calls their fresh start program. You call somebody up, you call up one of these firms that you hear talking about this on other stations or on TV most of the time it's going to be a salesperson that is offering to take five or $10,000 of your money just to get you in the door. They don't even know what you're going to qualify for. Right. That's not the way we do it. We're going to do an evaluation first and we're going to determine what avenue, what path we're going to take within this Fresh Start program before we determine how much we're going to bill you. So if you qualify for an offer and compromise or we think you're going to qualify, it's going to be a different price than say if we think the best route for you is going to be the installment agreements, perhaps streamline, perhaps non-streamline. But that's the approach we take. It's a much more efficient approach than what you're going to get from some of these other big national firms that you see out there. Yeah. And Colton, let's say I get on the phone and I call the 800 number and I wait through the on-hold music that I know by heart and I get a rather pleasant internal revenue service representative on the phone and explain what's going on in here and and so forth. And they're going to say, yeah, well, we're going to need some financial records from you. I'm just going to warn people from a business person standpoint, you don't have time in your day to do what they're going to require you to do. You really don't. Let's talk about why you should never approach the IRS on your own. Well, it's like going to court without an attorney. Can you do it? Sure. Will the judge let you do it? Maybe, uh, maybe (laughs) not. But a lot of times they will if you make a case for it. But you just should not do that. You shouldn't be trying to argue your point with the IRS. These people do this every single day. You more than likely have never done it. You need a professional on your side. When it comes to something like a guaranteed installment agreement, $10,000 or less, yeah, probably pretty simple. You can just call up the IRS and because it's guaranteed, they're just going to give it to you. You're not going to have to do anything other than make a call. But some of these others, 
especially when you get into needing to put together these financial statements. You definitely do not want to be doing that because there's very specific approaches we take to filing that information. If you have an installment agreement that is perhaps terminated by the IRS and you have a lien that is placed on you, you absolutely should not be calling them. You have appeals rights that we will make sure you take advantage of. I mentioned that the collection due process hearing is one of those. We're going to come in and represent you and make sure that we take advantage of everything that the IRS has in their own manuals that you can take advantage of to minimize the impact to your overall life as it pertains to these tax balances. Right. And how much would you prefer that somebody come to you and talk to you? And granted, for most owner operators and most independent business people, it's a little tough to go in and say, you got to see this mess I made. Okay. But in your job, you've seen it all. You've heard it all. And honestly, you can help a great deal bypass the embarrassment. And I'd much rather talk to you than one of them. And even though we have a business relationship together, I'd be glad to show you what I did stupid if I think you can help. Yeah. But you'd rather come meet with me or one of my employees over the phone or in person and have us tell you, hey, here's what you're facing, but here's a path to resolving it. That's a much easier conversation than having the IRS just say, here's what's going on. You owe this by this date. We're placing liens, we're levying your bank accounts, things of that nature. That becomes a lot more difficult for folks a lot more expensive for folks because yeah. when you call up and you're like, hey, the IRS just took my entire paycheck out of my account, that's a problem. That closes out our Driving Your Dollars edition of the Trucker CFO Podcast. Driving Your Dollars is being developed in collaboration with Radio Nemo of North America and the Dave Nemo Show. For those of you who listen to Sirius XM, remember the Dave Nemo Show can be heard each weekday morning from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. You can also hear the Dave Nemo Show on demand through the Sirius XM app. If you'd like to learn more about all the shows and offerings available from Radio Nemo, visit RadioNemo.com. That web address is again RadioNemo.com. Once again, the Trucker CFO team would like to thank the staff and management of both Radio Nemo Productions and Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio for making Driving Your Dollars available to share with our listeners through the Trucker CFO Podcast. Now, before we close out this edition of the podcast, here's a friend to tell you more about the offerings that are available from the Trucker CFO team. Do you have a team of tax, accounting, and business advisory professionals who understand the complexities of the trucking industry? There are a number of ways you can connect with the Trucker CFO team. You can visit the company's website at truckercfo.com. That's truckercfo.com. From the homepage, you can fill out the contact us form, which will send an email to a Trucker CFO representative. Also, through the truckercfo.com website, you can connect to the company through the Find a Time to Talk button to set up an appointment, or you can use the chat feature. If you would rather email the Trucker CFO team directly, you can reach out to the company through the following address, info at truckercfo.com. That's info at truckercfo.com. You can also call the Trucker CFO team toll-free at 1-800-533-4230 and hit option 2 for sales. That toll-free number again is 1-800-533-4230 and choose option 2. 
The Trucker CFO Podcast is produced by Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo in collaboration with the team at Trucker CFO. Thanks again for joining us on the Trucker CFO Podcast. Just as a reminder, you can find and subscribe to our podcast through all major podcast platforms. If you do become a subscriber, we'd like to ask you to take a moment to rate the Trucker CFO Podcast. As always, Colton Lawrence and the entire Trucker CFO team wish you the best for continued safe travels and good health as you work to keep the American economy on the move.